ladies and gentlemen, we can confidently say that I'm going to be the next mayor. The sound of victory. We're ready for a new direction. And the words of gratitude. And I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the supporters and all the voters that are out there that have expressed their confidence in me. 72 hours after Charleston County Election Commissioners certified William Scott Cogswell as winner of the runoff election for mayor of the city of Charleston against the incumbent John Tecklenburg, the former South Carolina representative who is a developer is talking about building relationships in a city known for its history. I'm curious, Mayor Cogswell, have you always wanted to hear that directed to yourself, Mayor Cogswell? No, uh, not that I've, you know, uh, never thought about uh, public service in any shape or form, but uh, it was not something, just to be honest with you, that I ever thought I would be interested in. I did get into politics somewhat by accident, um, really by frustration uh, with what I saw going on around the city I grew up in. And, um, and so, Decided to run for the legislature watching Johns Island get built up. And the reason I saw Johns Island getting built up was because for 10 years, my wife and I, we lived out on Wadmalaw Island. And I drove my kids into town to school and just watched the island, Johns Island, get developed over time. And, you know, I've been in the real estate business for 25 years and it's a world I know pretty well. And I don't do that type of development, Carolyn, mm -hmm. but. I do understand it and just seeing how far behind the public sector was from the private sector um, gave me real concern. So, I, you know, it was something you can complain about or you can do something about it. And so I decided to run for the legislature. And that's literally how I got into politics uh, to begin with. And then the mayor's uh, role was one of if you're doing it, you, you want to feel like you can be effective and most of the issues that I've been focused on and care most deeply about are the ones here at home. So um, when the opportunity that came up to run for mayor, I took it. You and I met formally about nine months ago when we were judges right. at Charleston Day School for this annual speech contest. And I will never forget that sitting next to you, you recalled the speech you made when you attended Charleston Day School. I'm so right. impressed that. Are you able to recite that speech? Do you remember it? Uh, well, I don't know that I can recite it verbatim, <laughs> mind you. But, uh, but no, I remember it was on the day, it was on Abraham Lincoln, uh -huh. and who has always been a great role model for me. And, um, and, and ever since that speech, I mean, that was where I first was really introduced uh, to the man that Lincoln was, and he, he is somebody that I've been fascinated by um, and, and look to for examples uh, in public service. I'm going to give you an example, uh, a great book that was written several years ago about Lincoln when he first took office was, was called Team of Rivals, where 
you know, Lincoln brought on board uh, a lot of the people that he had just defeated in a presidential election and mm-hmm. had them serve in his cabinet. And uh, I can't stress how impactful that was to bring people in that you know are different, that you know uh, have different perspectives and ideas, and to be willing to listen and acknowledge that they have valid points to be made and that you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened throughout this campaign, and it was uh, an education for me, and I think uh, I'll be a better mayor for it, for sure. It's come full circle, <laughs> you writing that speech. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm curious about who put that notion in your head, though. I mean, the way you were describing it, it, it happened organically, but was there someone else, you know, your a family member or a friend or someone else who suggested this to you that you you know, take a shot at this office? There was several different people uh, that, that came up to me. And that's not unusual in, in if you're an elected official that people encourage you to go to another position. Um, and for me, it wasn't about a stepping stone. It was more just where can I be most effective? And mm-hmm. so uh, actually, I was approached by the leadership and the legislature and when I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to run for a fourth term, they said, well, they appreciated my uh, time up there and my commitment, uh, I would be better served and they would be better served. The state would be better served having me uh, in the mayor's office. So that was one. And then I had some local uh, folks here that were encouraging me to do it. Um, just wanting to see a different direction for the city. And, uh, and so, You know, I thought it was a time that I had the uh, experience and expertise to be of value, I felt. So that is one of the reasons why, the main reason, really, why I decided to throw my hat in the ring. Your your family history shows that you have actually had this as a part of your pedigree, becoming mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to dig that up, or is that something you've always known? Well, it was something that uh, uh, somebody brought to my attention, and I went and looked at the plaque in City Hall, and sure enough, there's a guy named Milton Cogswell that uh, was mayor of Charleston right after the Civil War. Um, He is a very distant relative of mine, I think. I don't know the exact connection, Carolyn, but but it just shows how complicated things can be. Um, So... Yeah, it was not a direct uh, ancestor of mine, but certainly related. Um, and uh, I guess the only other Cogswell that's <laughs> held the office. <laughs> Your election, November 21st, 2023, makes you the first Republican mayor of Charleston since 1877. Of course, being mayor of Charleston, it's a nonpartisan election. But what does that mean anything to you in terms of? the significance of changing um, which particular government is in leadership in Charleston? Yeah, it's not um, it's not my main issue at all, uh, to be very frank about, about it. Um, I don't think that labels help in local government or in solving problems. It's just, as I tell people, potholes aren't partisan, and I, I really mean that. Um, and there's been a lot made up about, or there's a lot to do about uh, the fact that, that I'm the 
first Republican mayor uh, since 1877, but I really don't consider myself um, this or that. I mean, I consider myself to be the mayor of everyone in Charleston. And like I said, after I was elected or the ballots came in, I really do appreciate and want to thank all the people that voted for me. And yes, there were a lot of Republicans that did, but I also understand and appreciate that it's important that I earn the trust and confidence of those that didn't vote for me uh, and because I'm their mayor too. And, uh, and so that's how I'm going into this. And while there have been requests on a national level uh, in the past few days for me to uh, speak on behalf of, of a Republican win, I, I just don't see it that way. Charleston City residents in Berkeley County, particularly on Daniel Island and in that Kane Hoy area, they really pushed you ahead of the overall vote total from November. What does that say to you, if anything? I owe a lot to Berkeley County, and they came out uh, and supported me, and we did put a lot of attention out there and listen to a lot of uh, their issues. I do think that you know, Berkeley County being the newer part of, of the city of Charleston, if you will, um, you know, hasn't had much of an impact just because it hadn't had the population mm-hmm. in years past, but it's really exploded over the past five to 10 years. And so it's, it's very much a force to be reckoned with. And it has issues too. I mean, a lot of people think of Daniel Allen as um, just a, uh, suburban utopia, but look, I mean, the traffic is a nightmare on, on 526 and the Clements Ferry Road's real issue and they're starting to see increased crime and all the growing pains um, that you have uh, the city writ large is starting to be more and more pronounced on Daniel Allen and, and the Canaan Peninsula. So it's important to pay attention to them um, and we tried to do that in this campaign and Frankly, they responded. You know, you answered a lot of the same questions repeatedly during the forums and debates and town halls and community meetings. And I know because I was with you on many of those occasions, uh, some of the issues were flooding, public safety, tourism, the growth of the city's population. So when you are on Broad Street, what are the most pressing issues for your administration and which do you believe you will tackle first? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And I, I, we, we are mapping out our uh, transition plan and our first year plan and our first term plan, if you will, a four-year plan. Um, and it spells out all of those subject matters that you just listed, flooding, uh, public safety, how we're growing infrastructure, affordability, uh, I plan to take a very proactive role on trying to address that with, with, of course, the help of city council, but also the state delegation, the federal delegation, Berkeley and Charleston counties. Um, it's going to take a real group effort to uh, make inroads here. And I'm excited. I mean, I think we've got some real momentum. I think people want to... Um, zero in on these things and try different things to uh, address them. And uh, I'm optimistic. I really am. Um, First and foremost, I will say, 
just in terms of housekeeping, I mean, I'm working on the transition plan. John Tecklenburg has been very gracious and magnanimous, which I appreciate um, uh, since the election. And he and I are actually meeting to go over uh, several details, and we're going to meet several times between now and when I take office in early January. Um, but right now, Carolyn, to be honest with you, is drinking from the fire hose. We've got uh, a lot of folks that um, we're working with to uh, uh, bring them on board. And I'm meeting tomorrow with the police chief, the CFO, the fire chief, you know, <laughs> uh, clerk of council. I mean, there's just uh, never a dull moment, I mm-hmm. would say. And that's why I, I really appreciate you taking time out to speak with me. I imagine there are a lot of requests for your time. So again, I'm, I certainly appreciate this time. Do you Absolutely. anticipate any big changes in terms of some of those positions um, as a part of your transition team? Of course, Cheeto Walker is very new as police chief. Do you anticipate making a change there or with the fire chief or the um, you know other administrative positions, those that lead at the top levels? Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's pretty typical in any sort of transition uh, where the, the folks in the executive office, there's some, there's certainly going to be some transition there. Um, but when it comes to, you know, the CFO or resiliency or uh, the chief of police or the fire department, like I've heard nothing but good things about uh, all the people that are at the helm there. I look forward to working with them closely. Um, and uh, there's certainly no plans to make any uh, significant changes there. Mayor, endorsements were certainly a big part of this election cycle. Your list of endorsements include, just to name a couple, of uh, South Carolina Senator um or rather U.S. Senator Tim Scott and South Carolina State Representative Wendell Gilliard, and you actually serve with Representative Gilliard in the South Carolina legislature for six years. Do you think that that was important to constituents to hear the support of other leaders? And and how important do you think those particular endorsements were to your campaign? I think they were important, and it, it goes back to my philosophy that, that, that you know, we don't need labels in local government. Um, and I'm very proud and honored to have Wendell's support. I mean, he was there very early on, actually was one of the people that encouraged me to run. Um, and I certainly appreciate uh, Senator Scott's uh, endorsement. It was obviously much later at the, at the end. Um, and, and so, but it shows just the, the broad um, base of support that we were able to put together by just putting common sense and progress ahead of any sort of politics. And I don't have to tell you, Carolyn, that, that's pretty unusual mm-hmm. <laughs> and in uh, any sort of political office or, or race these days. But I'm proud to say I think people appreciated it. I think people uh, responded to it. And um, I I wouldn't want to win any other way, to be honest with you. Mir, you talked about your wife, Lucille, as being your biggest supporters. And we certainly remember seeing them um, standing alongside you at your victory party. Um, 
you just can't say enough about the value of family support when you're doing something that's incredibly difficult. Yes, and we're a very close, tight-knit family um, and share a lot and, and support one another. Lucille and I have actually been business partners since the recession where she came in out of necessity uh, to help keep the lights on uh, back in '09, and has been a workhorse ever since. So uh, I know that the... The business is in good hands. My kids, you know, ha- having them grow up uh, like they did when I was in the legislature going through campaigns, especially with, with the social media, uh, and I always tell them, like, don't read the comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, stay out of the fray. Mm-hmm. Just keep your head high. And I think that's, in a weird way, been a pretty valuable lesson. And they do... You know, know me well, obviously, and and are supportive of me because they know that I really do care. I mean, it's it's something that I take very personally, and they also appreciate what Charleston is and want to make sh- sure that it's enhanced too. So, um, it's absolutely been a group effort. Uh, they're of course m- more behind the scenes and don't like the spotlight as much, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are there with me every step of the way. And without that, there's no way I would do it. Life as an elected official can certainly feel as if it's an open book and you certainly try to maintain privacy to protect yourself and your family. But is there anything that you just want to put out there or clarify in terms of who William Cogswell is? Have you felt as if you've been you know, kind of chasing anything or just want to clarify in terms of your work and what you intend to do? I've been pretty, a pretty open book and I try to be pretty candid, uh, with, with people. Um, you know, sometimes the press gets it wrong. Sometimes they, oh, I think intentionally get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's of course frustrating, but look, I mean, anybody that's in the public spotlight will be complaining about that. Um, but for me, I'm pretty optimistic. Uh, I am one that um, y- you will see focused on making a difference because, again, I'm not in this for the pomp and circumstance. I mean, I'm in this because I really do believe uh, we have an opportunity to enhance this incredible city that we all know and love and and uh so i'm excited i mean i really am excited uh and i'm excited about building uh, broad coalitions to get it done at the start of the campaign it certainly seemed um there was a degree of politeness some people might describe the end of the campaign certainly toward the runoff that the race became a bit more contentious um, how would you overall describe the campaign? Is there anything that you would do differently or would you change or do you think you made any missteps in terms of, of how your decorum and statesmanship toward each other in this race? Maybe, but I mean, I, I am very proud of the race that we ran. Um, I did get very frustrated with some of the accusations and uh, that were thrown at me. I mean, that's a, it's a hard thing to do, especially when there's very little grounds for what was being said. It, it did get 
and a lot of folks tried to make it very partisan because it's just what people understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as I've said earlier, it's, it was important for me to be um, somebody that could appeal to, to everybody in some capacity. I mean, we're not always going to agree on everything. I, I totally respect that. Uh, but in order to get things done, you need to be willing to compromise. You need to be willing to work with, uh, you know, people that have different views from you. Um, and, uh, you know, when it got to a partisan, a purely partisan um, component, that was frustrating for me. Uh, but I thought we handled it well. And, and honestly, the dust has settled, mm-hmm. as I said earlier. Uh, I hold no grudges. I think John Tecklenburg is a good person. Uh, I think he got bad advice on that front, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I look forward to working with him uh, in this transition because it's what he said, and I really do appreciate this. You know, what's good for me is good for Charleston. Mm-hmm. Speaking of corrections, you quickly but gently correct anyone who describes you as a developer only. You have said repeatedly that you are a preservationist, too. So how will you balance this in your new office? How do you separate being a mayor and continuing to work on your own business and preserving the integrity of this city where you grew up? Well, my business is on hold for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm stepped aside from that uh, in January of last year. Um, but in terms of developer versus preservationist and how I look at things, to me, the character of Charleston is very unique and special. And it's, to me, almost like an old building. You want to make sure it's protected. You want to make sure it's in, enhanced, uh, that it can be modernized, if you will, Um that it can grow in the right way, but you, you don't want to tear it down, right? Um, and so it's a mindset that I have that has served me well in my business, uh, and I think it will serve me well as the mayor because, again, Charleston, we all know, as we've said uh, throughout the campaign, has a unique DNA, and we need to make sure that's protected. That doesn't mean, Carolyn, that we need to shut down all growth. I'm not one of those people that wants to pull up the ladder now that I'm in the treehouse, so to speak. But uh, it does mean we have to grow the right way. We have to be responsible. We have to be thoughtful. And uh, we're not always going to make the right decisions or the perfect decisions, but we have to learn from that and always seek to improve, but always have the residents of Charleston in mind first when, when, when coming up with a decision. The inauguration has not happened. That won't happen until January. But looking down the road, how long do you hope to serve? Of course, Mayor Riley served 40 years. Do you anticipate being well into your 90s and still serving? Or are you just looking at one term at a time? No, I'd, I'd say one term at a time. And I do think that, that you probably need to serve two just to, just the way it works in terms of uh getting initiatives going and uh seeing them through um you know but after that i you know it would it would be to be determined i i, I think it's we've been fortunate to have strong leadership and joe riley and keith summy and north charleston uh that have served decades and i would say that's unusual mm-hmm. in today's world mm-hmm. um 
and I think there are certain benefits to it, and, and those were two great people, public servants. Um, but I also do believe that th- there needs to be a transition from one generation to another, new ideas, things can get stuck, um, you know, in neutral. And for me, I, I think it's important to have um, – uh, new blood, if you will, in time. So I do plan on serving, um, uh, obviously one term and then hopefully, uh, one, maybe two more, but I, I don't see myself there for 40 years. By <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Cogswell, what are you most excited to change in Charleston? Most excited to change? Well, um, wow, that's a, that's a, there's a lot that could go into that one. Um, you know, I, I would just say that, again, uh, not to sound like a broken record here, Kellen, but I do think there is so much common ground uh, on the issues that face our city and really our region that we can come together on if we put uh, kind of these labels aside. And that is a dynamic that I'm excited to bring to local government. And again, I know it's nonpartisan, but as you saw in the race, there's always a partisan component to it. I get the reality of that, but if, if we can truly work to put that aside, I think it'll show, uh, you know, Washington, how functioning government can work for the betterment of the people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot about common sense. It's a lot about not getting everything that you want, but coming up with meaningful compromises that uh, push the ball forward and, and make our city a better place. So uh, that's an attitude that I'm excited to bring to uh, the mayor's office and not that I, I'm not suggesting that John was overly partisan. It's just the nature of things these days, as you saw in the campaign. And we were able to win it by not compromising on that front. Uh, and I think we're going to have the potential to be very productive as a result. I'm excited and, and, uh, you know, ready to work and, um, really just, excited about the potential on addressing these issues. And um, I promise to be somebody that listens um, and uh, respects the, the will of the, the people, and um, but, but pretty focused on forward progress for, for our city and our region. I've got one quick question I'm going to throw in there. It is a perfect day in Charleston. You get to spend it with family and closest friends. And I'm just wondering... How would you spend a day, including breakfast, lunch, dinner, and your favorite Charleston event? What would that day look like for Mayor Cogswell? Well, like I say, I, I love walking my dogs. I do that every morning before the sun comes up. It's a great time to think. Um, and if I'm not having to work or uh, I can just uh, rest and relax, I would probably spend uh, most of the day uh, on the water or down on Ludlow, which is a, a, a very special place to me and my family and a place that we've been um, going to since we built a house down there in 2005. So uh, that would probably be the most ideal day for me. Um, 
and again, spending time with friends and family uh, in the country. Well, Mayor-elect William Cogswell, we appreciate your time. We know that you have a lot of people who are hoping to spend time with you and you have a lot to do in terms of building an administration. So this is an awesome responsibility. We wish you well on this journey and we certainly appreciate you making time to have this conversation. Thank you again and congratulations. Thank you, Carolyn, anytime and uh, look forward to talking to you more. For this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time.